0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on Magic Mike. Now, today in the virtual studio, we have Chris Hogan. Welcome to my show, Chris. Thanks for having me, man. Chris, could you tell us more about your show, Proactive Podcast with Me Media? So it started, I think, I think 2015, it started.
1: uh, And we were first, first of all, we called it Get Fact Up. So it was a video uh, production, so a YouTube. Uh, channel mostly, and then we obviously could strip the audio from the video and, and, and started creating the, the uh, podcast. Um, admittedly, we actually took uh, on another project which was specifically designed to be a podcast and YouTube channel which was called uh, Mentor Revolution. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, also designed for in-person interviews, um on location so we were taking a camera crew around and uh it was still it wasn't early days you know YouTubing and it wasn't early days podcasting but uh, I think for where I am Gold Coast Australia it still was relatively early so um I guess that anyone before me was would have been considered an innovator and maybe I was an early adopter so Mental Revolution took off and we we got some gigs um, in conjunction with a uh, local university, uh, Griffith University, mm-hmm. and kicked off Mental Revolution and, and that went really well. We And as a, I guess, as a nature of course, you know, the we got interest from outside people to come on the show and then create other things. So the, the podcasting sort of, it, it's been, it's, been quite a, I guess, a, a, a wild ride because we then went into Mental Revolution, basically got canned. Uh, it's still there, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and we took on another venture. So I co-founded uh, Beach City Media with a fellow by the name of Lee Kelson. Beach City right. Media, from the period of 2015 to 2020, produced 3,000 live video productions through Facebook Live. Uh, The technology we used was called uh, Switcher Studio, which allows us to, you know, overlay logos and and bottom thirds and corner bugs and, and even, you know, bring in multiple cameras all via the smartphone. So in 2015, that technology was relatively new and we were finding out, you know, all of the limitations associated with the creation of, you know live video production through facebook's live which was only relatively new then too mm-hmm. and uh, as a matter of course we traveled the globe mainly through asia and that content again mostly video production but we were able to strip it and kind of make a uh, a podcast from it but it didn't last very long and and um the podcasting side of things because what happened the pandemic came along and uh and sort of killed beach city media because it was heavily reliant on on events and producing live video at events throughout asia right so asia was first hit and all of the events that were lined up to do like rise conference in in hong kong and uh and oh what was the beauty in thailand i've forgotten uh, i think it was tech connect something like that uh, yeah. uh in in uh bangkok and mm-hmm. I did get to one of those, but uh, the next year was, yeah, it was, it was all canned because of the pandemic. So mm-hmm. where did we go from there? We've been trialling doing, you know, uh, this, you know, international podcasting uh, through through platforms and and through our own tech setups. And, and it was always, we, we felt like we were just always struggling to, you know, get it right because of the tech limitations. You know, there's there was Zoom and there was oh god, what's that one um, that came out really early in the piece for Facebook? I <laughs> can't even remember the name of them now. Uh, whereas split screen just like sorry?
0: Zencaster, StreamYard, anything like that?
1: Uh no, it wasn't StreamYard. Never mind.
0: cams.
1: No. No, <laughs> they they all they all have absolutely like come along uh a long way now but mm-hmm. uh you you asked me you know when did we start podcasting and i, I know it's a long answer but we started early but
0: mm-hmm. we
1: didn't really transform it into a podcast properly until probably uh early last year we were really focused on okay now the proactive podcast is so we rebranded get fact up to, to proactive podcast and mm-hmm. uh and and here we are so it's probably been only a year that i've actively been proactively podcasting <laughs> and uh and it's I, I i do prefer in person so we have a studio i'm standing in the studio and now if i showed you the rest of it um it, it's it's set up for multiple other purposes it's got green screens over there and right and right lounge chairs over there it's quite a mess but um this is the cleanest part <laughs> the backdrop and and look when we when we've got it set up for different purposes you know it, it mm-hmm. really is quite a a great space for for us to uh produce in-person podcasts um mm-hmm. so we've got like um, you know all these types of road mics um thanks to road actually road helped us out very early in the piece um by setting us up with all of their gear
0: mm-hmm
1: and uh and then we just use so we we go and we actually manually cut that up so it's post all goes into post-production um spit out the the youtube clip get the captions strip the audio upload that to simplecast and Mm -hmm. and then we and while that's all happening uh, in parallel we're we're reviewing so one of the guys reviews the clips and finds the finds the bonus clips and we, mm-hmm. we produce those and, and absolutely they, they get a lot of traction through, mainly through LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. uh, LinkedIn personal p- profile posts, you know, the organic nature of, of, of those, uh, sorry, the organic virility of those posts is, mm. uh, has been awesome. It's like back in the old days of Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's where we focused our attention for now. Other ways we we get traction is simply by uh, promoting those videos on on YouTube. Uh, we haven't done that for a while. We like I said, we've just been focused on LinkedIn. So,
0: mm. so you know, you you mentioned that you use Simplecast as your hosting platform. Mm. Why Simplecast? You know, I mean because no disrespect to simple cars there's so many platforms out there but why simple cars in particular
1: it's funny because they were the fir- they were kind of one of the first you know so we started using them i, th- I think it was 2015 2016 uh so it's just what we were used to and mm-hmm. and that's why we've stuck with them um gotcha. to be honest i haven't looked elsewhere because I haven't needed to I guess if something's not broke, don't fix it, right? But uh, <laughs> exactly. It's it's got you know. It, it's done very well for us, and admittedly, I've got to make some updates. Um, the discoverability mm-hmm. of our podcast isn't as good as it could be. I've got to change some descriptions and whatnot. People are still questioning mm-hmm. what what our show is about. So that's all well and good. You know, that's 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 actually my project uh, for the next uh, next. it 60 days that's my 60 day project Mm -hmm. is to is to develop the discoverability of our podcast uh, because i have a book that's coming out uh, in july
0: so Mm -hmm. and you also mentioned about you know finding clips putting out as a bonus and you know basically the show format because before this call i was actually asking you more about the show format i find it interesting that you put it out as an episode and you release about four or five bonus episodes uh bonus bonus clips i would say what's the story behind that show format? is that like the science behind it or you know tell us more about that
1: yeah i think there is just uh i guess a natural curiosity from from people that you know they are interested in, in most likely watching the show but you know, they see that it's 45 minutes long and depending on what they're doing with their time, they go, hmm, you know, I, I don't want to invest that amount of time in that podcast if I, if I don't really think I'm going to get value out of it. So the clips are designed to help people, you know, digest a minute or so snippet. Uh, sorry if there's background noise. Uh, minute or so snippet and then go, oh, sounds like there could be something in there for me. And I'm absolutely not the only one to do that. I know Joe Rogan's been doing that for for many years and and that's mm. that was the that was the guy that I guess inspired me to go and create my podcast and he does all of his in person unless yeah unless yeah. for unless for some odd reason he's decided oh look yeah we're gonna go online and and I think that's part of the i, I guess just what we've adopted and and it works. People love people love the clips. They really do. Uh, there's so much value. There's so many. There's so many snippets. You know, so many, so many quotes and so many. You know, um, I guess gold nuggets in there that that you can strip mm-hmm. out for people. You know, and, and share. Uh, where look, some people just don't have time to digest a, a a forty-five minute you know podcast. So at least they get the benefit of 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 hearing those gold nuggets too.
0: So it's like, you know, contextualizing the show before they even listen to the show. That's, that's they, it Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, who they might go, oh, who's that person? Like, you know, that, mm. that Chris is interviewing and go, oh, what, what value are they going to give to me? You know, why do, why do I want to listen to that person? And then, you know, they might actually grab one of those bonus clips and go, oh, actually, they, they sound really interesting.
0: Um, right, right. Mm. it's quite interesting it, it's a it's a very different take it, it is very joe roganish it, but it's a very different take on how you're pushing out the podcast in that sense now i i wanted to chat about remote recording actually you are against remote recording is there and is there is there a reason why you prefer in-person recording i should say rather rather than the other way
1: you know i just had the setup, mate you know, I had the I had the setup. I had all the cameras. I had all the lighting. I had the studio, uh, and and yeah, I didn't I didn't feel like I needed to do remote recording. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, pandemic came along and like podcasting for us just stopped. You know, yeah. there was too many other things to do uh, at the, at the time as well. But uh, you know, I just so I didn't actually have time to, uh, you know, invest in re-educating myself about how to best produce a, a remote, you know, podcast or, and I'm adamant that we have to produce it with video content. And look, mm-hmm. I, uh, we've done a few with with zoom and not that excited. I've, I've read up, I have actually since then read up on, you know, what techniques people uh, implement mm-hmm. to create remote zooms and, and one of those tips was to actually record just uh using quicktime as a you know as yeah. a as a um not a screen recording but a, a quicktime FaceTime it's camera good. uh recording at both ends so then at least you get a high quality video that can be shared yeah. again people have limitations at at each end you know you've got you've always like um the ones that i have done i've had to do pre calls to make sure i'm testing people's microphones and going you know and we have you know maybe half an hour just like going what's that noise in the background what's that hum what's that <laughs> what's that high pitch squeal and and knocking out all of these ambient noises and mm-hmm. then and then when i've used zoom then the video comes out really crap you know like the, it, yeah. it, it's pretty average quality so you know i get upset by that because you know i've we shoot on 4k cameras here you know it's a little like
0: yeah, right, right, right. The,
1: the quality that we can produce here in the studio uh, mm-hmm. it, it hasn't i haven't been able to replicate that uh remotely yet uh admittedly we're on squadcast today and haven't used this tech before so uh yeah i'd like to like to investigate this one as well always <laughs> adapting mate you know always very interested about things <laughs> but uh can't always <laughs> devote time to i guess uh, going down the rabbit warren of mm-hmm. of finding this technology when, you know, we're uh, we're busy marketing all of our clients.
0: I, I find Riverside.fm FM quite um, interesting as a video tool. Um, I mean, it it allows 4K if I'm not wrong. But then that that also depends on whether your camera can hold a 4K. It, but my, mine is just a Logitech webcam. This is just like a thousand ATP that's just on a 4K. Mm. But I. Thing that sort of does justice to the video compared to Zoom and um, the only issue I face is like if you don't do it on the right if they do it on like a handphone or a iPad because they just released an app actually so you can straight off record it from the handphone but if you do it on an iPad or something like that it starts to be glitchy you know sometimes the recording doesn't get uploaded but I've never faced the issue when you upload it straight from a laptop or desktop so I think that's quite an interesting platform and the files come individually. So maybe that's something you can check out. Sure. That was, what was that? River? Riversite.fm. Riversite. Cool. Dot .fm, yeah. That's quite that's quite interesting. So, you know, i uh, am talk about apps before I talk about, you know, your promotion and audience. What kind of apps do you use to, you know, record your shows and all that?
1: Yeah. So, like I said, uh, it's all in studio, mate. So mm-hmm. you know we use the camera tech. So we we run GH, we run, run Panasonic GH uh, mm-hmm. fives, a five and a 5S here, uh, and the microphone tech, like I said, is Rode. Um, uh, the that, Recording
0: software. Recording
1: software for audio. We we have a Zoom. So we have it, we run a Zoom H6. Uh, that's right. been. Fantastic. So that actually gives us up to six inputs if we want them. And uh, and that's what our um, XLR inputs, you know, from the back of this uh, Procaster.
0: Procaster, uh, like, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So the Rode Procaster, fantastic, my god. I absolutely love the sound love out of this. Yeah. I I only just picked up the Rode N T USB today Another this morning. So
0: excellent, excellent, this morning.
1: Mike. I had the Blue Yeti.
0: And, ah, okay.
1: and I didn't mind the Blue Yeti, but what really annoyed me is that the best sound was super close up. Now, if I get super close up here, you can actually, yeah. you know, the sound is on this Rode NT-USB is absolutely beautiful. But yep. I come back here and it's it's still beautiful.
0: It, okay. The bass is better. It's, it's because I'm a, I, I use a pot mic and I use a Rode Procaster on my end and love Rode mics, to be honest. And mm. these are probably the best microphones with a very reasonable price and valuable, you know, it's it's like price. You pay, it's worth the price. Yeah. And to be Rode NT-USB is one of the best mics on a USB. And I rate it better mate. than a Blue Yeti T.
1: It's beautiful. It Look, at you know, I, I, the Rode gear is so amazing. I am so proud of that company, um, the, mainly because they're Australian, right? And mm-hmm. they, they don't produce cheap crap um, and they're not cheap. And that's that's good because it means we're absolutely getting something that we can rely on. You know, even the cables, mm. I bought all my cables from there. I, I can't mm. stand buying you know the amount of cables i've gone through you know that are just like all oh, this line noise on that cable is not insulated well enough uh everything and anything i get from road is is absolutely like bang on so um mm-hmm. the only the only reason i don't record on these into the into the laptop is because obviously it's a xlr output right so that means i would have to have another connector um
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah you know, I, I think it's a cam link uh connector i think that's right no there's other there's other connection i think the cam links from mm-hmm. from the sorry that's for the other using the sr mm-hmm. as, as the webcam um which i haven't done yet either so i'm just straight off the macbook pro uh, mm-hmm. for, for the camera and uh and i've decided to get a dedicated usb road mic just because i don't know that's what it was built for so as soon as you start adding more connectors and you know, changing, yeah. uh, changing from XLR to 3.5, you know, it does bring in line noise um, and that really annoys me. <laughs> so just I, 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 I am a shocker. I love technology. I absolutely yeah. do. So, so I think it was you, you ran a poll on LinkedIn, I'm pretty sure, like what are you using, a Blue Yeti or something yeah, rather yeah, yeah. and an NT-USB yeah. and I just went, well, you Blue Yeti. I actually hadn't really thought about the anti USB. Right. So, boom, went and bought one, picked it up this morning. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, I, I didn't know you actually got an anti USB because of the pole. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, yeah. that's awesome, Mike. And and, and, and to be honest, anti um, USB is actually a condenser mic, not a dynamic mic. Mm-hmm. So, with a condenser mic, it tends to pick up more noise, right? Uh, an example is the Audio Technica AT twenty twenty. I think those are brilliant mics, but it picks up a lot of noise. However, with this rode anti USB, especially in a studio setup, it doesn't matter which how far you are. I mean, not not this far, right? Mm. The distance you are in, right? You are at right now, and you know if you get closer it sounds beautiful like you said it yeah, really look, I'm, about,
1: sounds- I'm about 6 inches away from it exactly, you know? um, exactly. so that sounds beautiful and obviously with the uh, procaster you know i generally like i'm eating the mic like I'm, my lips are yeah. br- brushing brushing the um the uh, foam the yeah the foam uh, noise reducer there so or um mm-hmm. what do they call them weather weather the mufflers yeah. far out. yeah there's yeah. all these names but um yeah so i mean in this environment mm-hmm. the, the procast is absolutely beautiful uh, again the anti-usb is beautiful one i'm always buying mics like i said and uh, i still haven't got like the perfect mm-hmm. uh, uh shotgun mic um that i want for for my cameras, mm-hmm. so or for boom mics, so I still haven't invested in you know some of the higher end roads yet. I've been going the lower end and and, yeah, and yeah. still not. Um, I guess my perfectionist nature is, you know, I'm still not happy. So I'll have to go invest in one of the big ones soon. Yeah. <laughs> so there's going to be so it, mics galore around here. Also, oh, <laughs> so one of the other mics that has actually been really awesome, um,
0: right,
1: is the uh, wireless go, the Rode wireless
0: go. Yes. Yes. Agree. Okay. Agree. Okay
1: far out like when that mic came out uh it was it just blew all the other radio mics out of the water uh -hmm. and uh mainly because of its size it's it's you know compactness it's quality audio that you get through that mic is and with Mm -hmm. even with the lapel and even with the onboard mic is just beautiful and i have used that for uh recording uh many Mm -hmm. times and very very happy with that mic so uh I guess that's been my go-to for any uh, video recordings other than a shotgun mm. uh, mic.
0: Even recently, they released their online mixer, the Rode um, Connect, if I'm not wrong. Have you have okay. you seen that?
1: No, I haven't, no.
0: Let me just do a quick uh, quick Google. It's if I'm not wrong, yeah. It's called a road connect where you can connect four anti USBs and record um a podcast, and you can control the gain for the anti mini uh mini USBs. So it's 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 pretty interesting how you can sort of like podcast very easy, mm. very easily. Mm. You just need four USB mics, mm. this online mixer, and you just produce it. It's it's we tested out once live and it was not bad it was yeah. really sounding good
1: yeah i think our next investment will be the uh the black magic uh, atem so mm-hmm. the i think it's the extreme pro what's the is it iso yeah iso mm-hmm. um and look it's a two thousand dollar australian uh investment yeah uh the plan with that is to be able to run multiple mics uh external imports screen imports and and then be able to uh, basically produce live again through. Uh, and I say again because I've done, like I said, Beach City did 3,000 live <laughs> videos, right, all on smartphone technology. Uh, right, right. But the ATEM really, uh, you know, takes the bar to another level, allowing us to use, you know, all of our DL- DSLRs uh, and mm. any other video cameras that we want to plug in. There, so therefore, reducing our need to go to uh, post production because right, right, right. post production can be a killer for outputting, you know, quantity. Hence, why mm-hmm. we were able to do three thousand, you know, videos at Beach City because we didn't have to post anything. It was just awesome. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it was done, dusted, out there, boom. If we wanted to snip it, we could snip it, but. You know, often we were doing short videos. So mm-hmm. we didn't really need to snip it. You know, that were six minutes mm-hmm. long, um, most of mm-hmm. them. Uh, so that was still enough for people to sort of go, hey, yeah, that guy looks interesting. That girl looks interesting,
0: you know. Um, I'll, I'll listen. Mm. Yeah, It's making the process easier, I would say. Now, Chris, you know, coming back to the podcast side of things, I want to talk about the audience side. You know, I... I I've got this question asked um, on um, the, the mastermind group, which um, which I'm part of. How do you involve your audience with your content? How do you get your audience involved with your content?
1: It's really difficult. It is one, um, if, especially if you're not producing live. So when you're producing live, obviously you can ask for comments and questions live. And if you've got live watches, or uh, then you can, you know, bring those questions out and we have done that uh, you know when i was producing for big city in i guess in the i guess the where it's pre-recorded and 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 then you're releasing how do you introduce I, i think i just imagine you know the questions that they'll be asking so one of the best ways to be when you're an interviewer on a podcast is is uh be dumb be super dumb you know and any acronyms that get thrown out you ask what they mean uh Mm -hmm. if anything if anything you know that somebody says your guest says that requires people to have i guess any knowledge any prior knowledge about the the Mm -hmm. the subject matter that's being said you know, you, you've got to really go, well, listen, I have no idea what you're talking about. Can you explain it to me in the audience? Or, or look, I've got some idea what you've just said, uh, but to mm-hmm. be honest, I think I need some clarification and I'm sure the, the listeners would would enjoy that too. And those have been the best podcasts because they're really, really valuable not only to to me but to the guest mm-hmm. and the audience because the guest goes, wow, like, you helped me explain something in a way that i haven't done before especially on camera so interviews mm-hmm. can really extract you know amazing educational or entertaining content out of out of people and, and i guess that's how i involve the guests i haven't done clubhouse i've been watching right. and listening uh, you know to what Clubhouse has been doing, I'm, I'm on there yet to produce anything from Clubhouse. that's a, that's a you know a phenomenal model mm-hmm. for for getting audience engagement and I think uh, I think that's probably where I would encourage people to produce their content uh, if they were looking for audience engagement.
0: Your thoughts on Twitter spaces and other platforms?
1: Haven't looked into them. Beyond, be perfectly honest. I, Mm -hmm. like I said, I, I, uh, look, I am the CEO of, uh, of me media and that keeps me quite busy. So apart from, you know, public speaking, uh, the odd networking and podcasts, I'm, I'm running a marketing agency. And so, uh, also been writing my book and finally Mm -hmm. that's just been sent to the publisher. So, yeah, you know, got, got a family and three kids and schedule. Mate. Schedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am very passionate about about producing mm-hmm. content. I love it to bits. Uh, I love knowing and hearing about new channels. So what what are these mm-hmm. places? If you can educate me, this is a great time for some education.
0: So basically I've come across Clubhouse, but however I look at Clubhouse like the Snapchat have You've came across Snapchat and of Instagram course. and how Instagram, mm-hmm. Instagram took over the inst. So that's how I see Facebook, Twitter spaces, and all these new audio rooms coming up. Because Clubhouse is cool, but Facebook, which has like three billion users, is it three billion? It's like you know they have more users than certain nations. So if they were to start an audio room, I think they would be killing the industry. Uh, Sorry, Um, Clubhouse. Facebook. If they were to start an audio room, they are starting an audio room. Well, I think are, people are, actually...
1: Most people who I speak to are done with Facebook.
0: You know, anybody really?
1: that's a, yeah, anybody that's uh again a Gen Xer, uh mm-hmm. or earlier. So they're what's a, What's X Y Z? So anybody that's earlier mm. than Gen X, um, so they're non non millennial. You could call them baby boomer. They. Mm-hmm. They've mostly checked out, especially in business land. they've mostly checked out of mm. Facebook, and often like a large majority of of social networks they're done.
0: Mm.
1: Now, those are the people that I really want to speak to personally. so my audience is the business network. It's founders and and business owners and and mm. uh, and board people people that sit on boards. Mm. they mm-hmm. given their generation, They've had their time on on social media and and you know and Facebook's kind of Not anno- annoyed them and annoyed a lot of people and people have checked out of there. So look, someone will come up with like I, I think Facebook will try and acquire Clubhouse,
0: but then if if that goes down that line, pretty sure they're on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is coming up with the audio room as well. So either one of I mean Clubhouse is going to get acquired by whom I don't know, but. Definitely, they're going to be put aside by one of these major social media platforms. could be Facebook. It could be LinkedIn. It could be Twitter Spaces as well. Reddit, Discord, anybody. But to me, I think Clubhouse was fun. They showed the idea, but these bigger guys are going to eat them up. That's, oh, mate, that's my they'll, opinion.
1: They'll most likely just acquire them uh, because mm. depending, depending on the number of, of people that, that Clubhouse mm. have...
0: And I think they recently um, rolled out their Android app. Actually, finally, recently oh, yeah. on for, <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> finally. Uh, I'm an
1: Apple. I'm an Apple boffin, so <laughs> didn't faze me
0: whatsoever. I'm, I'm a bit of a hybrid, so that was yeah. a bit of a challenge. But <laughs> well, wonderful, 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 Chris. You know, this has been amazing. Thirty minutes, I would say. You know, chatting with you. Um, diving deep into the tech side of things as well. And, you know, finding out why you do shows, how you connect with your audience, why you do shows in like, um, you know, with bonus clips and a full episode. That's amazing. Now, as a final question, I ask this to all the guests who come on. What did you have for breakfast this morning, Chris?
1: I had a green smoothie, mate. Uh, Kale from my garden, bananas, local bananas and uh, local kiwi fruit, coconut, water, And I think that was it.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Chris, thank you for coming on the show. I <laughs> hope you had a great time and I hope the listeners had a great insight for listen to this show.
1: Thanks, mate. And look, uh, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, look, I really hope that uh, your audience gets value out of this. And and look, I've got uh, my books coming out in July. It's called the Building Brands on Purpose. Uh, it's all about ha- creating a proactive content marketing strategy and uh, a simple to understand content marketing plan uh, for 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 marketers just like you and I so mate uh, I hope they they get a chance to check that out too